0: alike, Welcome to Braving the Elements, Nickelodeon's podcast about all things Avatarverse. I'm Janet Varney, and I'm not Dante Pasco, because the actual Dante is still on location and can't wait to get back to the Avatarverse. But I know just the thing to make us all feel so much better about Dante being gone because I am so excited to be joined this episode by someone well-known and well-loved by the Braving the Elements and Avatarverse world returning to hang with us for season two, The Voice of Suki. Jenny Kwan. Hello, Jenny. Hi. Hi, Jenny. How are you? I'm good. It's so wonderful to see your face. We were so lucky to get to hang with each other on the Joko cruise that we went on together. We got to do a voiceover panel and talk avatar stuff and just all around. Loved hanging out with you. It was great. We got
1: to sing, which I got to to hear your amazing voice, which made me cry. So thank you. That was just. Can we go back? um... (laughs) Can we go back on the boat? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well,
0: I will say if we were still on that boat, we wouldn't be able to record this episode. That's right. In that regard. Very happy. So joys that we get to do this. That's right. That's right. So last week we were so happy to have composer genius Jeremy Zuckerman back on the podcast. Mm. Loved welcoming the very awesome Josh Hamilton, who, of course, wrote the Cave of Two Lovers episode. And it was so awesome to get such a deep inside perspective on Secret Tunnel, the song that we all sing and love and (laughs) know. We got all this deep dive stuff. And so, of course, that also means that the last Avatar, the last Airbender episode we talked about was the Cave of Two Lovers, where we know the gang does take the secret tunnel to Omashu, and they have this whole journey, and they've met this, you know, group of roving troubadours, and it's this beautiful episode that is kind of all about peace and finding out about the first Earthbenders, and then we get to the very end of the episode feeling so happy and excited for them to get back to Omashu to find Boomy, and we just see this giant Fire Nation banner that's hanging at the city's gate. And that's not good.
1: Mm-hmm. Not good at all.
0: <laughs> it's such a huge banner. It really does feel like the Fire Nation knows how upsetting it is.
1: <laughs> like it's so they're over just the top. blatantly with no shame putting it out there.
0: Yeah, it's not great. And so that takes us into this episode. We are, in fact, returned to Omashu. So really quickly, I'm just going to run through kind of what we see in this episode Mm -hmm. and then we'll dig deeper into it. But yes, we know that Omashu has now been captured by the Fire Nation. They are able to sneak in. They're immediately caught by Fire Nation soldiers, which seems bad. But because they have these little pock marks that Sokka has, which we'll talk about more in a moment, uh, they decide to kind of lean into that and create this kind of illusion of illness. And right. they're actually able to, after meeting the resistance, get this whole city basically out. Its Earth Kingdom citizens. With this kind of fake epidemic. And while they're leaving, the governor of Omashu, who is, of course, Fire Nation, their little son, Tom accidentally leaves with the Earthbenders. And uh, it, this goes into this whole sort of trade idea for King Boomy for Tom Right. So that's what's going on in Omashu. And then in this episode, we also know very, very importantly that Azula tracks down her old friends, May and Tylee, because she needs help in chasing down Zuko and Iroh. This episode was written by Elizabeth Welch. It was directed by Ethan Spalding. So, let's talk about really really quickly this introduction yes. of May and Ty Lee because these are friends of yours in real life. Uh yes. I was at a con with you and Olivia and the two of you together are like my favorite. Uh it's <laughs> so awesome and she's so terrific. We had a chance to talk yes. to her and you know, we're just bringing in some ladies
1: who kind of give Suki a run for her money, right? (laughs) Well, let's talk about that. First of all, I mean, it's been so amazing to reunite with, it's like our little girl gang, but in a good way, you know? And Olivia is uh, quite the um, life of the party, you know? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. watching this episode again, I could literally write my own thesis on the introduction of these two characters, you know, yes. with Cricket playing May and Olivia, of course, being Ty Lee. And, you know, what's interesting, just to kind of quickly touch the surface of this, yeah. is Azula, played obviously by the amazing Grey Delisle. Yes. I-, I mean, she's this mastermind that basically puts them into her hand and just massages what she wants to get out of them we find may coming in with her family and she definitely is in this sort of melancholic state of what is my life what am i doing here in the fire nation and azula automatically picks up on that and knows how to use her skills for what she needs Mm -hmm. if i want to catch my prey i must be agile nimble I need a small elite team. It's time to visit some old friends. So then, when we get to the circus, and Tylee is, you know, she's just happily doing her own thing there. She's happily performing her shows, and wow, Winazoo is just upping the ante of, oh, let's push this all the way so. Tylee never wants to do the show again. I mean, you see when she's doing her show, she's just sweating bullets. She's like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that anymore. I think I'm going to come in and be part of your girl gang, you know. And do they know what they're getting into? Great question. I think they're just I think that they from their circumstances are in a very vulnerable state. Yes. And it's classic Azula. Right. And so so if they're in this vulnerable state. It's so funny if we compare it to cult leaders, you know, cult leaders know when to really jump in at that perfect moment when people are at their most vulnerable state. So I think she was so on it. She I mean, talk about calculating. She knew exactly what she was doing in these two lovely young people. They were just getting into the eye of the storm. Did they really know? Yeah,
0: I love that. And I love the whole dynamic. You're so right. Of course, we see, you know, flash forward way, way, way foreshadow report to the beach. But we've talked about that episode so many times already on the podcast because it is such a great teenage dynamic the mm-hmm. relationships that you see among teenagers. And before we even get to the beach, we see that playing out here with the intro of May and Tylee. It's like, do you have one of those friends who is kind of the boss of all of your friendships and dictated what your dynamic was going to be? And it's like with family members, you slip into that so quickly when someone powerful kind of clicks you back into position. Without even knowing right? it. Right? All of a sudden you're just like, oh, here we, okay, I guess I'm in this thing again. So I love everything you said. I couldn't agree more. Uh, Let's jump into that recap, won't you? Sure. Yeah. Okay, great. So, yes, indeed, the Cave of Two Lovers did end with that big old Fire Nation banner in our faces, and I have to say this episode just flaps that Fire Nation flag at us from the jump as well. And we find out quickly that Team Avatar sort of thought of Omashu as untouchable, and now they're kind of thinking, wow, this is chilling. It's just... Bossing say that is left untouched by the Fire Nation. And Sokka and Katara are like, we got to get out of here. But Aang says, no way. I'm still going to find Bumi. I, I came here to find Boomy, and I'm not leaving until I find him. For me, it's not about finding my earthbending teacher. It's about finding my friend. So hmm. from a secret tunnel in the last episode to this secret sewer passage uh, in this episode... <laughs> Maybe not as romantic, not quite as cool, <laughs> but they do have another way to get in. They get up through a manhole, and of course, Katara and Aang get out and they're fine. And then Sokka comes out, and he somehow has received all of the grime. What is he covered in? Oh <laughs> my gosh, that was so
1: oh Yeah, it's gross. like, don't think too much about that. Which I did.
0: Which we all do. And he sort of has this like swamp thing happening, yep. which is cool because it's sort of a precursor to all of this crazy kind of old school, like B movie horror. Mm-hmm. thing that we're it's gonna so bring back in this episode. And so we have him as as the swamp thing. Luckily Katara is able to water bend and and <laughs> dries him off. But what he is left with is these two purple, what we find out is a, a purple pentapus. So I guess we're gonna say pentapi for two. And there you go. Listen, if you're going to have something that you didn't expect to be sucking on your face, be sucking on your face, I guess it's good that it's so cute. purple pentapos, right? It's pretty darn cute. I mean, they let go when you tickle them, so that's not the worst thing in the world. But before they can even process that happening, Fire Nation guards see them, and boy, they're out past curfew, but they think so fast. And I think it's Katara, right, who in this case is like, well, no, 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 don't worry. No, this is why, guys, because he has... Pentapox. It's highly contagious. And this is, you know, again, what we were talking about a second ago, where we have this great sort of horror movie score that Jeremy Zuckerman puts together. It's such a classic sound. so brilliant.
1: Oh, it's so awful. I'm dying. And deadly. Uh, Hey, I think uh, I've heard of Pentapox. Didn't your cousin Chang die of it? uh, We better go wash our hands. (laughs) And burn our
0: clothes. Thank you, sewer friend. And our little new friend from the sewer has really helped them out of a fix. And so we go over to now Azula's ship, everything. You know, we got the encampment, we got Fire Nation going strong. We have our little two old twin ladies that we still really don't know much about but they're definitely Mm -hmm. advising Azula that she should probably not travel with just all of these highly visible royal trappings if her whole plot is to track down and surprise Iroh and Zuko right and capture them and take them back so Azula then decides it's time to visit some old friends Uh and
1: boy does she but before she does that we got to get back inside Omashu, right Jenny? Yeah, that's right. So once we're back inside Umashu, the gang searches carefully for Bumi. As we said, Aang, he was there to help his friend, and they're trying to avoid being seen by the guards. Well, hello. So Aang thinks, well, he must be somewhere metal where he can't earthbend, and that is a perfect foreshadow report for anyone who's seen this show before, right? So. In other areas of Umashu, a bored girl, as who we find out to be May, is complaining about how much she just hates being there. Isn't that very just? I remember those days of being a teenager. It's oh, just like yes. I don't want to be anywhere. Oh, I'm right here, totally. What am I doing with her parents and her little baby brother? And we find out it is May. She's a Fire Nation member, and her father's been appointed to be the governor of Umashu, and. They are there. But while Mae thinks that there's nothing ever going to happen, it just turns out that there's some rebel earthbenders who have something to say about that. Mm -hmm. So they roll a bunch of boulders toward the whole family, including the little toddler who is the cutest thing, Tom Tom, played by Tara Strong. Yes, she does the best baby Um, voices. (laughs) Amazing, right? If you guys don't Hello. Of course, Aang sees this and stops this from happening. And who do they think has caused this? Aang. They think yeah. that Aang has Classic, done this. Classic,
0: like, don't try to help because you're just going to end up Absolutely. getting blamed for whatever it is that you're trying to help.
1: That's yeah. right. And so Macy's sees this and she starts throwing down. She starts throwing down those knives. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, hello, here we are in this chase where... Aang and and Saka Momo Katara being chased, yeah. and all the single shots of May. If if you see the episode, are the best. They have this very great anime look where these beams of color um, are coming out. From her. It's, it's her theme. It's the reds. It's the purples. It's the blues. And yeah. her skill with her knives is just impeccable. It's yeah. on point. No pun intended. That's I didn't right. mean <laughs> to say that. But they are on point. So here they are and our team is trying to get out of her way. She's like looking to throw down what she is. Yeah. And um, all of a sudden the floor drops from underneath Katara, Aang, Sokka, Momo and they're, they're out of the way of harm for a second right. or Or we think they are for a second. They're out of May's way. So all of a sudden, they fall. They're in this area. They look up. And here are the resistance fighters. What are they going to do next?
0: Yeah. And I love what you pointed out about those shots of May. Because, again, all we knew her from was just being a bored teenager moments before all of this happens. We're like, oh, she's so blasé. She has got ennui. (laughs) What other French words can I use to throw in? (laughs) And the fact that she's so calm, like she just goes into knife mode immediately. And she continues to look... A little bit like she can't be bothered, which is pretty damn cool. You're just like, okay, so perhaps her blood runs a little cold. Like, she is ready
1: to go. Her dry, even kill She
0: said she wanted something to happen. Right. Yeah.
1: All of a sudden, she's there. I, and it seems like she doesn't even know that she's there until she's just there. Yes. Doing it. It's her natural instinct to be like, boom, here we go, you know? Yeah.
0: And so... We've now met May, although we have no idea at this moment that she's going to turn out to be someone other than just this random person in Omashu who's dangerous. Mm -hmm. We don't know that there's a connection with Azula yet. And then suddenly we flash this totally other place. We're looking at the world upside down, which we find out is from the point of view of Azula's old schoolmate, Ty Lee. She's at a circus. We see her balancing on each index finger upside down, which is a great way to meet a character. And she's really excited to see Azula. And Azula's kind of just doing that thing where she's sort of passive aggressive or condescending, you know, mm-hmm. immediately. You're like, oh, this is what the dynamic of your friendship is, where she's just sort of, you know, oh, well, how did you end up here? This is a place that I find beneath me. We see a little platypus bear in the background dressed up, which is really (laughs) fun. And Azula says, you know, I need you. I want you to join in my hunt for Zuko and Iroh. But Tylee's, she's happy. She's, you know, she's
1: like, you know, I think I'm good here. But the truth is, I'm really happy here. I mean, my aura has never been pinker. I'll take your word for it.
0: You know, Azula says she understands, but, you know, of course she has to stay and see Tylee's show. Of course she does. She's a supportive friend. Of course she wants to see oh, what sure. Tylee's up to. Uh-huh. And then meanwhile... Super supportive. Um, yeah. So supported. Meanwhile, over in Omashu, we find out that, shockingly, King Bumi is not leading this resistance. You know, we met these soldiers when they... Saved Team Avatar, they brought them down into the tunnels, and you would imagine that Boomi would be leading this resistance, but no, mm-hmm. he didn't. In fact, he surrendered the day of the invasion, which just seems what's that about? So unboomy yeah, it's just like what? How mm-hmm. is this even possible? Mm-hmm. So they're still trying to process that, but the Earthbenders—they're willing to die for their freedom. They're leading this resistance, and they are so dead set against having the Fire Nation ruling them that they're like, you know, we're willing to die for this cause. But Aang says, you know, yes, but you are so outnumbered and you could just leave, <laughs> you know. Trying to bring some reality yeah. to the situation. And mm-hmm. Aang is not somebody that is like, oh, sure. Why don't you just make a statement by everyone dying? No, right. this is, let's live to fight another day. And the leader is like, No, 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 no. But, you know, his closest confidants are kind of agreeing with Aang. They want that, that right. They want to. Yeah. So they do decide that they're going to leave. But and this is really cool. You know, he's like, we're not going to go without all of our citizens because we're not going to just leave our people here to be ruled by the Fire Nation who knows what could happen. And so they've got to figure out how they're going to get everybody out. But how can they possibly do that? That's a lot of people. Right. But our Man Saka,
1: he's got that plan. So smart, see? Oh, he's so smart. Oh, when you Sokka. think he's way out there, he comes back That's in, right. and he That's and right. he he's smart, you know, smart in a very goofy way. That it's like, wait a minute, what are you doing? And then all of a sudden, yeah. we see that the Pentapox plan goes into effect. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny, you know, all the citizens, once they get into it, they actually look the part. This is like, I love the throwback to the zombie movie. Yes. And when I think about that, it's like, is this the new OG zombie vibes going on here? You know, we're bringing it back. And all the citizens, they play the part. It's so actually very funny. I laughed out loud. And of course, the soldiers freak out because they're like, we don't want this. Plague, plague. No, no, no. Yeah. And the governor asked, Actually, sees all of this from where he is overseeing everything Mm -hmm. and he wants to know what is going on with this new city that he's supposed to be governing over. What is going on down there? I saw some kids yesterday who were sick with pentapox. It must have spread. Pentapox? Hmm, I'm pretty sure I've heard of that. He has no idea that everybody has gotten this so-called leg. And basically all the citizens are able to escape. And as the family looks on, the little baby toddler is just kind of doing what the toddler is going to do. And here he is just kind of you know, fiddling about. He <laughs> wanders away on his own. And because the family is so engaged, they want to know what's going on. They're probably wondering in their head, what's the next step? What's the next yes, step? We don't yes. want all these people to die. Like, get out of here. The citizens are leaving. We find that the toddler has slipped away yeah. underneath their gaze of not really watching him. That's why and they call them toddlers. They
0: toddle. That's why. That little guy they toddles <laughs> and toddles away. A hundred percent. He
1: goes and he goes chasing Momo and Momo's like, what? You know, it, it's kind of like when the toddlers, just like little toddlers do, they have no sense of what could be hurtful to yeah. animals when they grab in the cat's tail. And the poor little Momo gets in the way, right? <laughs> and this little baby's just going after him. Ugh. So yeah. after that, we go back and we see Aang, and he is searching for King Boomy across the rooftops. And there's Flopsy! Flopsy! And he finds Flopsy. Isn't that cool? Oh, poor the Flopsy. Flopsy I know.
0: I don't even know what he's doing. It's that thing where you see, that's an old school thing. Is Round he generating around. energy? Is he Who churning knows? a well? <laughs> but he's on that
1: wheel. Yeah, which which is not fun. I mean, you would never no. think that an animal of that strength would yeah. be doing that. But he's doing that forced labor. Yeah. And luckily, Aang is able to free him. And uh, he gets <laughs> he gets on Flopsy and he's like, yip, yip, and suddenly realizes that, <laughs> that does not work for Flopsy. That is strictly yeah. an Oppa great. thing I that, that gets Oppa to go, right? Yep. Yep. Then we, again, we come back and we see that Momo, who is just trying to grab a bite to eat, yep. he is there eating and he's doing some snooping around and spots some goodies on the table through a window. And that's when we see <laughs> our little toddler and he's going after him and he is just chasing him and grabbing him. And Momo's doing everything he can to get away. And you know what? The toddler's like, nope, I got you. Uh And is able to just lock on. And it's so funny, Momo's trying to escape, which lead them into this crazy roller coaster ride, yep. which this is actually one of my favorite parts of the episode. Are all these. Yeah. They get on this roller coaster ride without even really knowing it. Uh-huh. You just see Momo and he's just like, ah, his face, his <laughs> eyes are ginormous, as he's continuously trying to escape the the trap of this little toddler. And the toddler's like, Nope. Yeah. All of a sudden they're sliding. They're on the roller coaster, they're falling, and they're flying, and it looks like our little toddler is going to be heading towards the gate of the zombies. Yes, indeed, and
0: we're left to wonder, is he going to head out of the gate Or what? Because we now have to go check back in with Azula and Ty Lee. She was going to come see Mm -hmm. the show. And when we come to it, it has just begun. Everyone's very much treating Azula like royalty. And she seems impressed, kind of. Right. But not Mm -hmm. as impressed as she will be if Tylee doesn't have a safety net. Or if, for example, uh, the safety net is, oh, I don't know, on fire. And um, while we're at it, you know what? Why don't we just release all the animals that the circus has onto the circus ring floor while she's doing that. Let's just make this as intense and scary as possible for Tylee. I'm sure she can handle it. And so that's where we leave them temporarily. Like, okay, how's Tylee going to handle this? So then we go back over to Omashu where it's kind of nightfall and Aang and Flopsy do find Katara and Sokka. And they've got this bad news that they have not found Boomy despite all of their mm-hmm. searching. And the resistance leader tells them that they also have another problem, which is that they just did a headcount and they have a surplus. <laughs> they have a surplus <laughs> of one. And that surplus is that of the toddler. And oh, ugh, Tom, Tom. And unsurprisingly, the governor and his wife immediately jump to the conclusion that this has to be a kidnapping. Right. I mean. Their kiddo would not make it all the way out of the city on his own. That just doesn't happen. So clearly the earthbenders have stolen him away. That's super ruthless. And what are they going to do? The earthbenders are playing this very powerful card of stealing away their son. And speaking of ruthless, we go back over to the circus. And gosh funny story azula seems to have successfully intimidated Tylee, as you mentioned earlier jenny into quitting mm. the circus to join her but i will say the fact that Tylee is just completely unwilling to give in to admitting that she's scared or that she's doing it for any other reason than that she's like you know I think it's just time for me to be done. I do love that. I love that she doesn't give Azula the satisfaction of saying anything other than, like, no, you know what? I thought about it and I'm just over it. I guess I am done with the circus. I will join you, which is very funny.
1: I'm sorry, Azula, but unfortunately, there won't be a show tomorrow. Really? The universe is giving me strong hints that it's time for a career change. I want to join you on your mission.
0: I read it as almost a small act of rebellion against Azula to be like, well, I'm doing this because I want to. I just love that.
1: She keeps it in her back pocket just a little bit. Just a little bit. You know, again, it's that maybe she sees it, maybe she doesn't, but it's a little bit of a power play. What she can control. What she can control for her little power play. Yes, I love that. Right. And so, meanwhile,
0: we flash back over to the toddler. He's, you know, messing with, again, this depiction of what a toddler does is so funny because we Mm -hmm. all know what toddlers, how they behave. And so when you put them into the Avatar verse and you see, of course this would happen with a toddler and Omashu. Of course this would happen with Momo and a toddler. And now, of course, tom tom is really interested in playing with all of sokka's tools and weapons which is like maybe don't touch the Eh, okay and katara is very much recognizing how cute he is and just then a messenger hawk delivers this letter from the governor and that's when they realize oh oh they think we kidnapped tom tom got it but this could work in our favor because they are willing to trade tom tom for boomy so it's a bit of a stroke of luck right Are you wondering what your friend is thinking? Afraid maybe she doesn't have your best interest at heart? That's why we invented the Friendship Interpreter Bracelet. When your friend wears this, consult our handy guide and you have everything you need to interpret what her real motives are. It's a chemical free process of minerals reacting with her intentions. We take care of the truth, you just have to figure out how to get her to put
1: it on. The Friendship Interpreter Bracelet, available in most jewelry and gadgetry stores. Everything is just happening to just fall into place exactly how it needs to with yes. everything. And it's funny because on our team side, Sokka thinks that this is a trap. Yeah. And so Aang is like, no, you know, he's really reading into the situation at hand. And in Umashu, Azula is showing up. She is being brought to um, the center of town and yeah. she sees May there. Mm. And I don't think they've seen each other for quite some time. It's yeah. it's one of her old school friends. And she wants May to help her find Zuko and Iroh. So May is already in that place where she's already had that little incident with the gang. Yes, she's, she's got
0: the adrenaline going, whether we can see it or not.
1: <laughs> right. She's keeping it cool and undercover. Cool yeah. as a cucumber. That's and right. she basically is in before we even know it. I think to me, it seems like she's already made that decision, but she takes way less convincing than Tylee. She is like bored out of her gourd. And so Azula hears what's going on with this trade for Tom, Tom, the toddler. And she, of course, in Azula's way, is very disgusted how the governor is handling things. So she says she's going to take over with May handling the hostage negotiation. And She's so smart to do that because mm-hmm. she's just planting the seeds. She's planting the seeds where she's like, hey, no, I, I'm I'm going to take the back seat. I'm going to let May take control. So yes. and to me, I, I feel like May doesn't even know it. Again, giving a little seed so she can get what she wants in return for later, right? Yes. So yes. Oh, and by the way, she's renaming oh. Omashu to The new Ozai. And this is specifically not the greatest thing because we've just learned that Umashu was named for Oma and Shu from the Cave of Two Lovers. And it's so heartbreaking because it is actually named in the honor of peace, what we're all hoping for. So it's just like, (gasps) Azula, what are you doing? She's just in it for herself, you know? Um, Yeah. Ooh, so. Before you go on, I just wanted to quickly say, too, I loved the sort
0: of Azula of Omashu. Her coming in, you know, last season we had a recurring kind of, you had one job moment where we would call out certain characters who you're like, you had one job. (laughs) I really felt like Azula sort of came to Omashu and Mm -hmm. just said that to the governor. It was basically like, you had one job, you didn't do it. I'm going to go ahead and take over. I'm going to go ahead and rename it. Yeah. And you didn't do your own job. So I trust your daughter. So I'm going to go ahead and have her on my team. But mm -mm, you had one job. You failed. So she just comes in and she just takes over exactly as you said. And uh, she's real comfortable
1: doing it right. She just slips in. She does her thing. That's Azula for you. Yeah. So here is the time for the handoff. Mm -hmm. And we see Boomy being lowered down in some sort of funky upright coffin it's so funky and weird like what is happening the only thing we see is his little head popping Uh out there and it's funny because he's his own little quirky, good yes. little King Boomy. He's like, hey, you know, played <laughs> by Andre, who is amazing. Yes. But yeah, he's he's in his typical, very happy-go-lucky mood. So here we are. Azula may announce the deal is off. They're there in that little triangle. They're yeah. like, oh, no, it's not yeah. happening. And as Boomy gets raised back up, Aang decides that he's going to be like, nope. We're not doing that. He airbends to him, and Azula realizes who she's dealing with. Yeah. The Avatar. Yeah.
0: I mean, they turn on them so fast really fast. and it's sort of boomy being lowered down and boomy being raised back up is sort of the epitome of like it sort of captures just how fast they turned on them because right. you know what i mean it's like here we are let's do the trade and he gets lowered down <sighs> and then they're like nope. actually let's not and then he's like bye <laughs> And they start raising him back <laughs> up again ah, that was so it funny is so short-lived oh so yeah to your point she has recognized now oh okay uh i didn't know that was the avatar That is clearly Mm -hmm. the Avatar. He is absolutely airbending. And the way she says it, you almost think maybe it's bad news for her.
1: The Avatar. My lucky day. And Mm
0: -hmm. no, actually for her, it's great news. Here's this opportunity that she now gets to chase after him. So she immediately goes after him. He is airbending and freezing Boomy's chains so that he can get Mm -hmm. that broken off and at least free the uh, prey coffin that Boomy's in. They can figure (laughs) out how to get him out of there later. Meanwhile, Sokka and Katara work on getting Tom Tom safe. Again, From the Earthbenders who are hurling boulders down to where Tom Tom is all the way to his own sister, May. I mean, she does not seem to have a lot of concern for Tom Tom as she and Tylee just go into full attack (laughs) mode. So I'm very glad Team Avatar decided to look out for Tom Tom because it doesn't seem like anyone else is. (laughs) Totally. Ay-yay-yay. So they're attacking those guys. Azula, we know, is after Aang. And one thing that I really like about the sequence with Azula and Aang is that, you know, you see these moments, especially where she's sort of perched on the like high point where she's That's looking really cool down moment. and you're like, really oh, cool. she thinks stuff through. She's so confident. She takes that extra moment to mm-hmm. really assess and go, OK, what am I going to do? do here. And that's so her, right? To be so calculating and to be so confident to take that extra moment and go, no, I want to just chase after him, but let me take this beat to see what is going to make the most sense. Mm-hmm. Very, very smart. And, of course, we have, again, more Omashu. If you're in Omashu, you got to take advantage of all the sort of sliding, earthbending, so sledding cool. carts. And so they are sledding along. Aang is, is riding on top of Bumi's box. <laughs> and May and Katara are fighting. <laughs> and, boy, this is really where we get that true sense of how powerful these non-benders are. Because Mm -hmm. Mei, as we already know, is fierce and on point with those knives, (laughs) as you pointed (laughs) out. And then we see Tai Lee, who initially you're just like, wow, she's got these amazing gymnastic moves. You know, she's very evasive. But no, she works these moves on Katara, which we will soon find out is chi blocking. And she just stops her ability to bend, which is kind of terrifying. And meanwhile, Sokka and Appa. Unassuming, too. I mean, right? Mm -hmm. They grab Katara. Mm -hmm. They grab Tom Tom. They swoop down on Appa. They swoop down for Aang. And Azula is just firing off that amazing, crazy, scary blue lightning. It's making it really hard for them to kind of get away, get balanced. And... She also does this really cool thing that um, along the sort of shoots, those stone chutes, that actually mm-hmm. looks like a circular saw, but it's made of blue lightning, which is so scary wow. and so cool. And then things aren't looking good for them. She's firing off all these blue lightning bolts and shapes. But um, all of a sudden we see Boomy do something with his face and a giant stone comes up and essentially just stops Azula in her tracks. And we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Did Boomy just earthbend? Because I thought the whole point of him being in prison and in this metal box was that
1: he couldn't do that. So did he just right? Are we seeing what we're really seeing? We are because (laughs) because he did do that. He did do that. He just stopped Azula. And Aang's face is just so in shock. Why did you surrender when Omashu was invaded? What's the matter with you, Boomy? Listen to me, Aang. There are options in fighting called Jin. It's a choice of how you direct your energy. Neutral jing is the key to earthbending. It involves listening and waiting for the right moment to strike. That's why you surrendered, isn't it? Yes, and it's why I can't leave now. So what we learn is this is just all part of Boomy's plan. And when they come to the bottom of the roller coaster, we find Boomy telling Ang that his earthbending teacher will have mastered neutral jing. Right. And he says that it's going to be someone, and this is very cool when you know who he's talking about, yeah. who waits and listens. And literally, I, I love this moment when I'm I'm watching it because it's just, here's Aang supposed to be this amazing, the next one in line. And he's like, wait, what are you talking about? And I just love it when the characters, we're going on this journey with these characters, yes, right? Yes. We're learning as he is learning. And it's the way that they animate him and they create the story. It's just amazing to me. Yeah. It's actually one of my favorite moments in the episode. Anyway. Yeah. Aang is taking that in and then he's like, OK, goodbye for now. And he cackles his way back up and it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You just dropped this jewel that I'm supposed to really take yeah. in. And then he's like, you know, all quirky and, <laughs> and bye bye, you know, going back into imprisonment. And it's, it's really interesting because it's like he is just using all his wisdom to know when the right timing is supposed to happen. Yeah. I don't know. We can all learn from that. right? For sure.
0: It also reminds me of Iroh, I just realized in this moment. As you're describing mm-hmm. him, you know, we have yeah. that kind of parallel between Iroh sort of sometimes being dismissed as this kooky old man. Like, oh, stop saying all those things that sound like you read them on the back of a something. Like, you know, and, right. and Bumi... Certainly, we know that he's very special, and we know how strong he is, and how old he is, and we haven't seen him in a minute. But he's very weird and kind of silly. And so, again, you have these elders who have right. their own quirky personalities, but they do have the wisdom of their time. You know what? I feel like I'm saying something Dante would say. I just realized I'm filling in for Dante. So, you know, it's like our God, elders. we are channeling. Him. Sometimes we think you're just oh, Channel. you're so weird and you're so crazy, yes. but it's like they're the ones who are dropping the most wisdom. That's right. So
1: that's boomy, right? That's right. And, you know, I mean, coming from an Asian descent, an Asian background, we are taught that I was just having this conversation with one of my girlfriends yesterday that we are taught to respect. We are taught to basically do what our elders say. And it's not only one generation, it's ancestral. I
0: love that you brought that up. Yes.
1: It's really interesting how our writers have really captured that. And did they know they were really capturing that? Because for the Asian culture, it goes deep. Again, it's not just my grandmother. It's my grandmother's grandmother's great grandmothers. You know, it goes so far back. And so that they're teaching us. To really respect the wisdom that comes from our the generations that have come before.
0: So you brought that up. Yes.
1: I mean, this is why the show is so successful. We're learning without it being so blatant in our face. Because then, again, King Boomy's like, bye! And back to his, like, <laughs> cute little quirky self. And we're left with that. Yeah. And hopefully we're able to take that in and, and really process through that as Aang is processing as well. Love it. So we're taught wait and listen. And we go back to our triple threat. Right, Azula leading the gang. Tylee, May, who are now, they're just on this mission to get Iroh and Zuko. And it's so funny. As they're in the city, Tylee calls out May and she's like, hey, it'll be interesting to see Zuko again. And we see this little look. And that. What's that going
0: to be about? Hmm.
1: Foreshadow. Here we go. Planting, planting. Uh And. Then we see Azula and she's just like, you see her determination. And she's like, oh, no, I'm not just looking for Zuko and Iroh. She's also hunting for the Avatar now that she's found him. Oof, it's going to be on. Um, Who at the moment is very sweetly and lovingly returning little Tom Tom to his family. And he's so humble. He's not even like trying to get any of the accolades with that. Because Aang is great. And there we are. That's our episode.
0: Yes, indeed. Wow. This episode sets up so much for the season, right? Absolutely. There is so much that happens. I know we say there's a lot going on in every single episode of Avatar, but this definitely is one that we find out Boomy is, in fact, not going to be the earthbending master for Aang. So that's huge. We find out that he has a sort of sense of, what that earthbending master is going to be bringing to Aang. We don't know what that mm-hmm, means. We don't know what mm-hmm. waiting and listening means. You that just have person to wait. watches and waits. Right. It listens. Right. So that's Listen. a very tantalizing little hint that's been dropped there. We have met these very cool new young ladies who, as we said mm-hmm. when we started this episode, might. Give Suki a run for her money. I think many people watching the show for the first time probably thought about Suki and thought, oh, my gosh, two other on the, quote, bad side, if you want to think of it that way, they are both not benders and they are both fierce and they are both. Very clearly trained with the skills and the talents that they have. They've developed those. They're going to equalize that playing field. Absolutely. You do kind of have that moment. Like, I definitely Mm -hmm. remember thinking of Suki the first time I saw this and thinking, I wonder if they'll ever meet, right? Because they are kind of like, you know, on the opposite side of the mirror from each other in a way. So I love that. We already shouted out Livia Hack and Cricket Lee. The guest cast is amazing. And let's not forget, specifically with Tylee, The chi blocking, because Mm -hmm. I mean, that ends up foreshadowing so much of what happens in future episodes and in The Legend of Korra. You know, when we come into that, Mm -hmm. it's all about whether or not it's fair for some people to have bending and some people to not have bending. And is it possible to just take someone's bending away? And we have you know warriors who are fighting who are chi blockers that's what they do so i love that the very first time we see chi blocking is this adorable young lady wearing pink (laughs) who just debilitates she's so cute katara yeah it's such a great way of introducing such a fierce and scary technique for a non-bender to have against a vendor so i love that Now, as far as Animal Crossing goes, I feel like, you know, we saw some old friends. We're familiar with the messenger hawk, I believe, already. Um, Mm -hmm. But we did meet these very cute and very important and useful penta pie. There you go. There you go. You know what? Let's just call them cute little suckers. Uh Uh-oh. Also a very bad pun (laughs) on my part. I apologize to you, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) I love
1: it. I like pentapuses, pentapai, little cute suckers.
0: All of them. They are very cute. I mean, do I want them sucking on me? I I don't know if I do. But if I needed to pretend like I was sick with something, I would be perfectly happy to use those little guys to... Listen, life and death. That's right. So let's talk about... Gosh, there's always so many per episode, but let's talk about who might have had the most valuable bending moment in the episode
1: Mm. a lot of
0: bending goes on in this one what do you
1: think i mean i think because boomy's prize at the end we were not expecting that (laughs) at all and i've i've watched the episode a few times and i forget every time (laughs) which is a lovely surprise yeah literally because we're hoping that he's going to be teaching ang And he just drops that bomb. And it might not be exactly what Aang expected, but what a lesson. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of going forward, but he's using his bending moment to transition into another non-bending Ooh, this moment. This is you so, know, so good.
0: This could be a somebody gets both kind of a situation. You're so right. That's what it feels like to That's me. That's a great point. It's so true. It's like he bends once when it does yes, really save them. When it matters. Only to show I could have done this the whole time. And the whole point is Absolutely. I didn't and here's why. I love that, Jenny. I yeah. love that? Because I was going to say maybe so. the chi blocking, which we've already talked about. Sure. But it's hard when you
1: call it valuable because you're like, oh, no, this is a bad thing for our vendors. Well, it's interesting, though, that point, too, about Ty chi blocking, because as we were just talking about, I'm like, whoa, imagine if that were really the case in our reality of Earth, where I was just thinking when you're saying that, I'm like, no, I don't want you to block my energy. Yes. You know what I mean? My real energy. Yes. Or do we need to block some people's energy, you know, because not everybody's energy, unintended, I believe, but not everybody's energy is clean, right? So how do we use that power to Facilitate the good of our community. So that could also be something with this episode too, because I don't know, I just think they're so brilliant the way they wrote it. And now I'm like one of those people who's like, wait a minute, it could be this. They were foreshadowing what was gonna happen in our real society. You know what I mean? But and again, Tylee is so unassuming. Mm -hmm. She's just like gonna go and help her friend, but does she realize that she has all this capability and power in her little fingertips? Does she? I don't know.
0: Oof. I love that as an example of big picture stuff. And you can expound on what we learn about her and make that a whole other conversation. Absolutely. And it does kind of parallel with what Boomy has taught us about this idea of your jing mm-hmm. and when you choose to use your energy, when you're fighting, being neutral, listening, waiting, all of that kind of stuff is so big. I have to say, I definitely think giving it to Bumi on both sides, bending and non-bending, um, is brilliant. Yeah. I love that idea. I'm all for it.
1: Right, and it's like as you were saying that I'm like I'm trying that in my real life. Yeah, <laughs> when am I girl. using the energy? Right. <laughs> yes. So this is what we learn <sighs> from. King Boomy this episode how is this applying in my day to day life you know the day to day stuff I love that that you're so right it's
0: one of the best things about this show is all the little Mm -hmm. ways that it can be profound and become a huge thing in the way you approach things Mm -hmm. Jenny Kwan you have really taken the bitterness and sadness out of us not having Dante this episode I know he loves you so much and he would have wanted to be here as well so we hope that we represented what his takes would have been of course we could never do as great of a job with that as he could but we can't um, do
1: what Dante does yes, I'm so glad <laughs> we can, but hey hey Varney Varney yeah, what's up Quan? what's up good to see you girl good to see you <laughs> no. that's it's. this has been the all Dante
0: recap episode of uh, Return yeah. to Omashu uh, there you go. I'm so glad you came back for season two oh, I hope thank that you we will see you very soon me. again where can people find you yes. on social media
1: Ooh, social media. Let's see. I'm mostly on my Instagram because I do like stories. So it's Jenny, J-E-N-N-I-E underscore Kwan, K-W-A-N. Did I spell my name right? Yes. 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 I'm on Facebook, but I I do visit my Instagram. I I try and be specific because, you know, it's a lot to handle. You're right.
0: Well, I can't wait to have you back. Always a pleasure thank to you. see you, be with you and listen to your perspective on stuff. You brought so much beautiful Aww. gold to this episode. Thank, so, you. thank you.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Anytime. Dante, we miss <laughs> you. We love you. Everybody miss you Dante. thanks so much. Bye. Everybody. Thank you. Bye. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Avatar Braving the Elements. And hey, make sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a review. All of that really helps the podcast so much. And we love you guys. Next week on Braving the Elements, I chat with the first of two of the fiercest non-benders of season two, The voice behind Ty Lee, Olivia Hack. You can follow me on social media at the JV Club on Instagram and at Janet Varney on Twitter. We'll see you next Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.